I was gonna say, all right, all right, all right, but it's not the time for that. And nor is it the time for a ho, ho, ho. How about a hey, hey, hey? How about a bro, bro, bro? Bro, 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 happy new year. <laughs> happy motherfucking new year, Neil. Let's new go, year, Neil. go, go. <laughs> Man, you're hopping into this pretty confident for somebody who forgot how to use Zoom. <laughs> Couldn't find the right button. Where's took the big red button? Off. I don't know. <laughs> it's, is it the thing going on the microphone? Is this square that says chat underneath it record? Man, they really changed the Zoom interface. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of about where i'm at right now i'm just yeah, not ready much. to move back into life yet but i it's think okay, that's okay man you're cute you can do whatever you want i'm very cute i trimmed i trimmed you trimmed <laughs> he's talking he's touching his face in case anybody's wondering <laughs> <laughs> i realized what could have that could have been knock <laughs> uh, uh, i might keep that we'll see <laughs> but i trimmed i trimmed the stash trim the uh, stash clean up the beard as you did it does look good. It does Thank look you. good. Did you get a haircut recently as well? Nah, this is about a month in right now. So you look, you look feisty and shysty, my friend. I am feisty and shysty. I am go. mighty feisty. You look like uh, Ty Jacob from Twilight. From Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Will you? <laughs> Are you going to be Pattinson then? I uh, dude, you know I'm Pattinson. I'm this pale as Bella. fuck. Call Coda? <laughs> Adnan? Adnan. <laughs> Sorry, Adnan. <laughs> uh, he'll take it. He'll, take, he'll embrace it. <laughs> After he rants for like five minutes about how he hates that actress. Then you'll just have to show your two buck teeth and then turn them on. Wait, no, that's her. I'm all I'm all off. I'm not here. Right <laughs> you gotta now. re you gotta rewatch. Haven't yeah. you watched those movies? I've watched them so many times, as long as well as the Fifty Shades. I've seen them both. All oh, the series. So many times. Thoroughly yeah, enjoy I, them. I fell asleep every time I tried to watch Twilight. Step it up, bro. I know. I really should. Yeah. I mean, you and I both stayed awake through broke back. So <laughs> that's very true. Very As we've true. come to that conclusion before this conversation started. By the way, I also I think I'm in love with Timothy Chalamet. Who's that? The uh the dude from Dune. The dude from Dune. The dude from Dune. I you haven't know? seen it yet, but how um, come? Hey, just handsome old dude. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll take He's it. Also, have you seen King on Netflix? Mm-hmm. He's that guy. He's the king. No. Yeah. I mean, I he's significantly more badass in that movie yeah. than he is in basically everything else that he acts in. Yeah. Huh. I'll watch it. Do you watch Vikings? No. Oh, that's one of my Feeling like a show, though. It's amazing. There's six seasons on the Amazon Prime. And Netflix is going to drop a new series of Vikings from like... Uh, 10 or hundred years after the end of the actual Viking series. So there's a whole new Viking series starting. So you how should many, catch up if you can. How many ever, uh, how many seasons are there? Six. It's great. Oh fuck dude. Yeah. You got a That's whole show to go to. I got a week off. I'm going to binge. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, totally, yeah, I'm totally looking for a show with a bunch of beefy arm white boys beating the shit out of each other. Maybe I'll rejoin you in that. I just rewatched that. There was that day where I messaged you and you were on break. We were on break. It was Christmas break. And I was like, I've cried like three times. That's probably every other watching Viking. Yeah, it was. I rewatched the ending of Vikings. I've realized, and I was telling you this the other day or the other week, that you cry (laughs) over two things and and it's all the time. (laughs) It's like at least once a week. I don't know how many times (laughs) you're crying and I'm not getting texted. Let me put it that way. (laughs) It's like, it's either like 
you're watching something like deeply masculine, like gladiator or like 300 or Vikings or some shit like that. Just dudes standing up for what they believe in with swords in their hands and, and skirts on, or you're like at the store and you can't figure out what type of shampoo to buy. <laughs> it's like, there's too many options and you just, like, <laughs> and I can't make a choice. And that's the dichotomy there. That's the shadow of my masculine and the full expression of it indecisiveness or like courageously full hearted about to die for the world. Mm-hmm. And then here's Neil being like, I can't pick my shampoo. I'm going to have a breakdown. Fuck. <laughs> I'll just buy the L'Oreal no tears. Oh yeah. So we'll watch Vikings together and we'll talk about it. And our audience, if they're even still listening, we'll get to hear. Just us about, talking about, about, about Netflix it. and you crying. Yes. <laughs> this is what this is what the 2022 version of this podcast is evolving into. We're not talking about anything. Welcome to Spiritual Bro Seinfeld. We're uh, yeah, we're just reviewing shows now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, brother, what are we doing today? What are we doing up here on this podcast? We are hey 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 bro bro broing. We are celebrating the new year. I don't even know what the connection of those two. Yeah, was. I don't. I don't know what you mean. I don't think our audience knows what you mean. <laughs> I don't have a lot of editing to to do this episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's great. We are New Year'sing. So we got to connect and you shared me a beautiful hour and a half long process you had on New Year's Eve. And I thought it'd be cool to share about that and kind of where we're at going into this new year. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'll just say that it was an hour and a half long, not because it was such an intense and in-depth process, but because because I'm a slow writer. Um, yeah, I, was, I kept getting distracted by uh, this poster of you that I have up on the wall. Uh, it's the you in like fingerless gloves and a trench coat. Oh, there's that one, but that's okay. on the other wall. Um, oh, it's one the one that I Jacob have. one. Yeah, it's the Ty Jacob. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's more like uh, if you were in Breakfast Club. So it's like you <laughs> with fingerless gloves and like a trench, a canvas duster on, and uh, you're just throwing your fist up in the air in the middle of a football field. It was it was the high school poster. Neil. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> all right yeah no that's it <laughs> oh, happy new year uh, forgive <laughs> us it so uh yeah so what i did the other night it was not something super inspired but it was um, something that was right for me at the time so for new year's eve um i spent the night in i got invited to a party like two hours away uh at 5 p.m on new year's and i was like i'm not driving two hours uh, on a whim. So I'm going to stay in and do some journaling. So what I ended up doing, uh, I t- kind of took this, this three-part journaling prompt, but prior to that, what I did was a heart focused meditation. So something I've been doing recently, um, is instead of focusing on my crown during meditations and doing more of a Samur pan style meditation, what I've been doing is focusing on the heart, trying to drop into that heart space and then kind of expand that outward. And one of the things that I'll do from this point which was recommended to me in a reading about two weeks ago was to drop into the heart space, get really into that, into that area, and then begin a dialogue or a communication from the heart to the brain. And so basically what I do is I'll drop into the heart and I'll listen for, I basically ask my heart, if you could reprogram something in my subconscious, what would you say? And then my heart will give me something very simple, like a one-liner and I'll speak it out loud three times as though I'm pressing the energy out of my heart. 
And I usually feel like an immense amount of energy kind of wave through me more and more each time I repeat it. Um, and so far I've actually seen like some pretty drastic changes in my subtle behaviors. Um, and then after I did the heart-based meditation, what I did was a three-part journal prompt where in the first part, I wrote down lessons that I, significant lessons that I remember learning during this year or skills that I felt that I developed. Then the second thing I wrote down was areas where I felt like I was maybe not lacking, but areas where I could have done better or things that I felt that I needed to own up to personally. Um, and Eric Godsey talks about this old tradition that Kings used to do in, in certain cultures. I can't remember exactly what he'd said, but uh, which cultures he had mentioned, but basically the King would stand in front of his subjects and basically say all the areas over the last year or the last season that he had been out of integrity all the ways that he had lied, all the ways that he had been in greed or just it, lacking in integrity in general. And it was up to the people whether or not the king would be able to stay in power. So I kind of took it in that um, in that spirit. And I just wrote down one sentence things of where I felt, felt like I was out of integrity. And I didn't try and justify them as I wrote them down. I didn't try and explain them away. I just let them sit. And then in the third part, um, I basically wrote down what I thought I would be cultivating in 2022 or what I wanted to put my energy into in the coming year. So one of the things I want to do with this episode too was explore Zatri because it is becoming also Zatri day very soon. That's true. It's almost your birthday. That is also um, true. You know, we had some November and now we get some freshy Zatchi. It's not the clever phrase that we need for here, but it's yeah, whatever. I mean, November and November, you know, they, they blend a lot uh, better than Zach in January. <laughs> Zachuary. Uh, sure. All right. Welcome to Zachuary folks. Happy new year. <laughs> Happy true Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask and give you a chance if there is anything that you came through in that writing that you wanted to share. It doesn't even have to be audience, but just for yourself and you know, your own expression. Hmm. Um, let's see, you know, there were a couple like of little things here and there that I, some things are personal to me that I want to keep to myself, but right. some of them, one of them that I actually didn't write down that I was thinking about right before we started recording was that I learned how to take things less personally mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I'm somebody who's like highly perceptive, so I can usually perceive uh, little things in conversation or subtle nonverbal cues. Mm -hmm. And because I'm so sensitive, I can read into those things really deeply and let them affect my mood, let them affect the way that I carry myself or the way that I comport myself. This year, I've been much better at not taking things personally, uh, not reading into things and just kind of realizing that I might be able to recognize a phenomena and even get a sense for what the energy is that I'm feeling. But that doesn't mean that what I'm thinking about that is true. So yeah. I basically just kind of let things sit and pass through. So that's been, that's been a big thing. I started to just smirk before you even said it. Like I felt the smile coming like, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, if you think about that, what do you feel like was really impactful for you in being able to develop that ability over the year? So much of uh, the skills that I developed, I brought them into, or I basically sharpened these skills during my clerkships this year. Mm. because I knew that 
I would be uniquely challenged and under a great deal of stress during these times. So Mm -hmm. I basically brought these things to the fore. So for these clerkships, I mean, one thing that, that kind of occurred with me when I was younger was when I was getting coaching uh, for wrestling or for any sport, I would take the criticism personally and I would let it deflate me where I would think that I was doing something wrong, that I would never be good at the thing that I was trying to do because I was getting so much feedback for it rather than realizing that one, a coach is not going to continue to coach you if they don't see promise in you. Um, So the fact that they're even taking the time to coach you is a good sign. And two, constructive criticism is not personal. It's just somebody doing their job. So I went in with that in mind, like whenever a physician or a nurse point something out that it could have done better, just learn it. You know, there's no point in taking it personally whatsoever. Um, so that's, that's definitely one skill that I honed in my, uh, in my last half year in my clerkship. I love that, man. And it's, I think too, the way that that happened uh, yeah, as a learning lesson for anyone here is like, really like there's, there's so much we talk about when it comes into new years and things we're trying to shift and change and be and do and all the blah, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But what's most important, right? And this is something you remind me of a lot of the time because you ask me this whenever I have an awareness. It's like, okay, so what do you do with that? How are you integrating it? And I think that, you know, that experience of like you taking that intention into your day-to-day, you know, into your life, into where it's going to come up, into where it's most impactful for you is the most important thing we can do. The way, yeah, I mean, another way of saying that or the way that I... Uh, metabolize that or chew on it or digest it or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck word you want to use is that life is a, a training ground and there are plenty of scenarios in your life that will call certain challenges out of you or call certain skills out of you to be developed. And if you feel like something is hard or you feel like um, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle, that's by design. You're putting yourself into positions where the things that you're really good at don't help you. Um, and you need to actually develop some skill to become a more rounded human being. So when you feel challenged, be thankful for it because it's making you more of what you are rather than making you feel less than what you are. Fuckity, fuckity, fuck. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, man, like more of what you are that, that rung a bell to me. And that's a lot of the intentions that I'm feeling for myself. And I can kind of feel for the collective as well this year. It's like more of who you truly are, Mm -hmm. more authentic, more real, more of whatever it is underneath. We're bringing that to life. Um, For you, when you, for someone figuring out what it is that they're focusing on right now, if there's some people who still want to do New Year's intentions, solutions, whatever, you are really good at this of getting into your heart, your truth of what needs to be hit on. For someone who's trying to figure out what they want to focus on right now, what would you say is the way you found for yourself to be able to kind of move past the ego into your knowing of really, you know, what I'm focusing on, what I'm getting intentional in? That's a really useful question and a really difficult one to answer. It is. And I've been reflecting. Or if there's a moment that sticks out to you when that happened, when you did that too. So I've been thinking about things like this in general a lot lately. And what 
what I've come, the conclusion I've come to mostly is that for everybody, this is really about figuring, like learning yourself and learning your own user manual, so to speak. Right. Uh, and there are coaches that can help you with that. Um, and scenarios in your life, friends who can help you with that. But ultimately it's on you to figure out what your own user's manual says about you and about how to read your own intuition and things like that. But for me, when I know that there's something that I need to do or something that I need to not do, um, it's usually the thing I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> like, frankly, it's usually, something, yeah, it's yeah. usually, and it's not, this is not always the case where it's like the less comfortable of the two options, but what, I've, something that I've been toying with and playing with a lot recently is this idea of a split self. Um, and this came up in my reading the other, the other week, which was, my guides had me put a number, like a percentage on what part of me wanted the thing that I was saying that I wanted in this reading and what part of me actually wanted something deeper than that. And it was like 20% of me actually wanted this thing that I was spending so much of my time and energy focusing on when like 80 to 85% of me was done with it. But that 20% of me was loud and was powerful. So for me, usually when I know something is right, like, uh, Let's take, for example, um, let's just take, for example, like a relationship, like a friendship or something like that. There's something uncomfortable going on and you're like, oh, should I tell my friend about this? You know, part of you is like, ah, you know, maybe it'll, maybe the behavior will just stop or maybe this thing will just stop and we can just put it behind us. Um, Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm just like, reading into it too much, or I'm being too sensitive about this thing and I should just drop it or whatever. And then there's that party that's like, you should just be honest, you know? And you're like, oh, fuck, I know that's the right thing, but I really don't want to have that conversation. It's usually that. One thing that I'll say is that you can almost always bank on uh, the option that gears towards honesty and truth is, is the one that you're supposed to do where it's like, oh, which one's more honest? Yeah. And I think that too is very, very, very in alignment with the book of Zach, the user manual of of Zach, (laughs) the book of Eli, of Zachary Eli, which also just the book of Eli is a dopest movie. Um, I haven't seen it. You really haven't? No. Bro. We're watching that when I come visit. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Among the eight other movies. (laughs) Yeah. The many other things we got to do. But it actually is in alignment. Like that, that book that movie is about a man who's on his divine path like he's blind and he's just purely acting through god's will so um yeah when you're speaking i was thinking about myself as well and my own user manual and one of the things that i have a firm belief in is knowing what your absolute core values are for this lifetime mm-hmm. and i couldn't have known that in my younger days in my younger half. It took a long time to get to there. It took my whole freaking Saturn return to do that. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I know is power is one of my absolute greatest values as well mm-hmm. as freedom is. Through the last year, what I had really learned through a lot of the most difficult times, actually the last two years, but through a lot of the most difficult times is how to approach a decision and from what place am I making this choice? Am I doing it from a place that is in alignment? And from what I'll say for this is, is it in alignment with this 
core value of myself or is it not? Am I choosing this choice from a place of power in the most non-egoic way, I'll say, because power can be misconstrued. Sovereignty, right? Yeah. Personal authority. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not a power over someone or over something, but from being in my own sense of power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Am I choosing it from that place or am I choosing it from something else? Or more recently, one of the phrases I've shared with you that I've that sat with since like maybe the later few months of the end of last year was, uh, where am I at with my balls, dude? Like, am I from where I am thinking right now, what I'm choosing to do, the way I'm choosing to behave, am I holding my balls beneath me? I was going to say, yeah, that's that's a saying that you, you said it one time and it fucking really just rung a core. You just rung with me. I don't know why that particular thing is like, are my balls beneath me? That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) But am I grounded? Am I acting from a place of full self or is there something out of line with that with what I'm choosing to do next? And what, so first of all, fuck yeah, that's awesome. I'm really glad you said that because that's also something that I wrote down similarly that I've been working Mm -hmm. on this year is just like my personal power. And the idea that my opinion about my life and about my desires and about the things that I enjoy is the only fucking opinion that matters to me right? at this point in my life. Um, but something that you, that you talked, you touched on that I wanted to kind of dive into a little bit more, you were talking about your own core values or your personal mm-hmm. values and how you couldn't know those when you were younger, which is true. Right. And the reason that is, is because we need to learn them. And this is true of many things we learn a lot about ourselves from watching our own behaviors. Um, So many times we want to think our way to a solution when in fact, like our behaviors, our reactions are teaching us a lot more about ourselves than whatever we think we're thinking about. You know, it's like, I'm the type of person who concerns my thoughts and my pontifications. It's like, yeah, what does your fucking ego tell you? That's what person you're not really doing it. Yeah. But what have you done for the last seven days in a row? Like when this situation arises, you know, and that, that will teach you a lot more. Um, oh, you know, what kinds of people do you accept into your life? What kinds of treatment do you accept into your life? How do you let people talk to you? Um, where do you put your time and energy? Like you say that you prioritize your health, but like you exercised once in the last week and you watched 20 hours of Netflix. So is that really what you prioritize or is that what you your ideal self prioritizes? Right. And so it's being fucking brutally honest with yourself, frankly, yeah. looking at your behaviors and being like, well, what do I really stand by? And I think that's a good way to follow that cord back and find what your core values actually are. Yeah. I'm going to go to the other end of that is like, once you are trying to put these things in place, um, you know, it's not bad to be this person who says I am this thing and thinks I am this thing, but your actions need to align to that. But I think that's a good shift and beginning to shift your own self-identity into that thing. Is to I think say that's it. a cool, yeah, is to say yeah. it. But then there's the gut check of, okay, now am I actually doing the thing that yeah. is in alignment with that? So how can I in my day-to-day become the person that is this identity, right? And I think that's where you can begin to really, I think one of the themes that you shared in the way that you went into that practice going to New Year's Eve was kind of going into your heart, connecting it to the mind. And I think that's, I don't know where I was going to go with that. They fucking just, I, I just totally pooped. And it's I was okay. on a good one too. I've got stuff to talk about. Don't you worry. It's don't okay. Worry, little mama. 
um, was <laughs> that what you brought up, you know, we talked about, you talked about like gut check mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm talking about things in a really fired up way. And we're using like really aggressive language to kind of describe this process. But frankly, one of the things that I actually wrote down again was self-acceptance as part of one of the things that I've been developing over the year and the idea or the process of accepting all thoughts, feelings, and actions that arise. That doesn't mean for example, your thoughts or feelings that you act on all of them, but you accept that they've all come. Mm -hmm. So the idea of the gut check, we call it a gut check because we're athletes and we like to think about it in this really (laughs) like intense way because it it gives us a sense of purpose and a sense of momentum. But really it's a gut check in the sense that like being honest with yourself about things, about areas where you're out of integrity, where you're falling short, it's painful. Yeah. It's it's personally embarrassing. You might feel guilt. You might feel shame, but there's a process of acceptance that can go into that, that will soften that for you dramatically. Mm. Um, for me, it feels when I do it, it feels like the father energy because it's nurturing, but it's from like a more um, hands-off type of perspective. So if I have a thought that I find repulsive, um, I'll just accept it. Be like, okay, that thought happened. It's a thought, you know, there it is. Yeah. And there it's gone, you know, or if I did something that I wasn't really proud of, be like, okay, well, I did it. Um, is beating myself up going to help? No, I accept that that action happened. What am I going to do next? Or a feeling, okay, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling shame about this area where I'm out of integrity or I'm, I'm not doing what I said I would be doing. Um, am I going to wallow in my shame or am I just going to accept that I'm feeling ashamed right now? Okay, I'm feeling ashamed, big deal. My emotions and my moods and my thoughts and my actions are all transient but the thing that's not transient is me. Mm-hmm. Like I, wherever I go, there I am. My emotions can come or go with me if they want. My thoughts can come or go with me if they, if they want. And my actions can come and go if they want, but I'm always right there. And the only thing I can do is, is accept, 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 accept. It makes my life a lot fucking easier. <laughs> yeah. Cause when you fight, this is like my Buddhist side, hardcore. It's like when you fight it, right? What are you doing here? Like you're just adding fuel to the fuel. fire. Yeah. Right? You're throwing like, tinder into the flame. Accent, accept, surrender, exender, mm-hmm. exender, exender. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like acceptance is it. And for me too, this is where I really focus on this when it comes to thoughts and emotions. <clears throat> well, I shouldn't have that thought. I shouldn't feel this way. I still mm-hmm. fucking do. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. that's not going to change. You probably feel worse. Yeah. Rejecting it. And yeah, you start to fight it and reject it and add all these other layers on top of it. And it becomes heavier and thicker and, you know, just more shit for you to deal with. You don't have to. The only way through it is to actually just see it and acknowledge it, accept it and love it. I say to myself when it comes up, right? Like I'm having this thought and that's okay. I did this thing Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And I know something needs to be done with it, but that's not what's needed in the moment. That's not the first step. Loving acceptance there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. If because if you just try to take an action, you're just reacting mm-hmm. to an emotion and you're being controlled and driven by your emotions, but you're like, but I'm acting against the emotion. It's like, yeah, but you're acting within the emotion. So you're actually acting on the emotion. You're reacting to it instead of acknowledging it, being like, oh, that's shame. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's okay. This too shall pass or whatever. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to say on this? Because this, this ties into another thing. I thought I was thinking about that and that reaction itself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there is always two sides of us, right? Like you were saying earlier, it's actually something I was writing about earlier this morning as well. Uh, but really? we, we always are in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> always. Um, but right. There's a shadow or then the authentic self or however many different ways you want to express that duality, right? There's the dark and light. That reaction, would you say, right? I had this thought and part of you comes up to fight it and says, I shouldn't have had that thought. Would you say that's egoic or would you say that's more so like a deeper authentic self fighting up into the truth? I think, uh, you know, that's a good question. I don't know right? if I want to parse it out by like ego or soul, but what I will say is that there is, I w- actually I'll say this. There is an ego part of you that has a certain set of skills and those skills are attached to lower emotions like shame, guilt, anger, fear, blah, blah, blah. Um, you have a, a piece of your identity sewn up and embroidered with those things. Then you have a part of your ego that stands like a vanguard and tries to attach itself to an ideal of who you might one day be. But it wants to be that thing and it and it denies what it is at the moment because it stands for a higher virtue. It's like, well, I want to be someone who is a protector, who is honorable, who believes in justice, who blah, 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 whatever. But it's in denial of what is. So it's still a part of your ego. Your soul just is loving awareness. It just observes and loves. Um, So your soul is that part of your awareness that just looks at both of those things. Like the fact that you and I can even look at it and go like, well, there's this part of me that's feeling this. Then there's this part of me that's in opposition to it. And then there's this other part of me that's observing both of them, (laughs) you know? Um, So there's, there's that. Anything that you can observe within your mind is actually your ego, basically. (laughs) And the fact that you had an awareness of it is your soul. And then any thought you have about the fact that you had an awareness about it is your ego. Perfect summary. Yeah. Perfect way to close that. (laughs) Um, I was actually just really admiring you as you're saying that. I'm like, oh yeah, like, good job on that finish. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting here watching you in this like beautiful golden light. I'm like, damn, he's handsome. Uh... <laughs> I'm admiring you for your looks. You're just a fucking piece of meat to me, little slut. <laughs> you can cut that. <laughs> or That's going to be the very first thing of this podcast. I'm going to cut or that and then we bring it to the very beginning. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway. Welcome to 2022. Us. <laughs> <laughs> More real and authentic. Oh boy. Um, All right. Where do you want to take? You got something you want to share. So we were talking about acceptance and this actually tied into another thing that I was talking to one of our mutual friends about who I interviewed on the podcast, not that long ago, mm-hmm. friend, Sierra Blafus. Uh, I was talking to her about the idea that um, it was something that I wrote down. The idea that people can't always perceive your internal experience. Like for example, I thought of this or I developed this, um, this belief through experiencing social anxiety over and over and over again. And what I eventually realized is there's this one month where a few people, maybe two or three people without my solicitation were like, damn, like you are so confident, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, are you fucking shitting on my face right now? No. Like I'm like very anxious all the time. I'm anxious right now. You know, uh, but I realized that the way that I carried myself, the way that I acted, the way that I spoke all carried a different resonance to it than how I necessarily felt inside. But what I realized is that whenever I felt anxious inside and I rejected that anxiety, it would have an effect on the people around me. Like people would want to pull away from the conversation. People would 
feel I could I could feel their tension. But if I felt anxious and I was like, whatever, I feel anxious, you know, oh well, like if I spend my whole life worrying about it, I'm never gonna have any fun. So I might as well just accept it. Um I realized everyone was like really at ease around me, really joyful, really light around me. And I was like, oh, what I'm feeling in the moment is not nearly as important to my experience as how much I accept or reject that feeling in the moment. So when I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling afraid or whatever, and I just accept it, it gives me space from that emotion. And it's almost like the visual I get whenever I do it is that I see an outline of my body, like my, uh, my, my body is like a shell and within my body, it's full of some color, some pattern. And that's usually an emotion. You can say like green with envy or red with rage or whatever the fuck. And it's full completely to the walls. And then as soon as I accept it, it's almost like the emotion doesn't go away, but it's almost like there's more space inside of that outline. And there's like a lot of infinite blackness that that emotion now seems so small by comparison to what is inside of me. And I almost feel like I hollow myself out. And now there's this emotion is not taking up as much space within me, within my thoughts, within my body. And I can just act and be a free actor. And so that's, that's something that I've toyed around with a lot this year. I love that. As you're thoroughly just running your hand through your hair, also <clears throat> lovingly, openly, but open is the word, man. That's what I was feeling for that. It's like you either close yourself off and begin to restrict or you open yourself up and what you're doing, your environment was immediately refe- reflecting that, right? Like rejecting part of myself, closing up, restricting or accepting this thing and opening up and everyone just being there and just fucking loving it. So I thought that was really cool. And I think that's, you know, with the themes that I'm myself am thinking for this year of really honoring authenticity even more deeply. How can I do that? I think that is a great place for anyone wondering just to begin to start at. Like, what is there that you're restricting? What is there in your life that's kind of making you pinch up and close up and what's actually going on? And how can you begin to love that part of yourself and accept it and allow yourself to then open up and become more authentic to who and what it is that you truly are? Really, really great point, dude. Um, oh, thank you. I planned that came... out. <laughs> that was scripted. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. No. All right, perfect. You've been guiding me slowly yes. this whole way. Another thing that came up in my reading is similar to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, so what I'm going to say is essentially, if you are in resistance to something in your life, be it an emotion or like a circumstance in your life that continues to happen, uh, that circumstance is there whether you want it to or not. And you know how I can prove that? Uh, you don't want it there and it's still happening. So <laughs> it's it's not going away because you don't want it to be there. When you are resisting it, you're just creating friction. It's like, um, it's like you're putting Velcro socks on that circumstance and then lining the floor with Velcro and then making the whole process slower versus being an acceptance of the phenomenon and seeing where that moment takes you. Uh, so basically what my guides had said to me, they didn't, flesh it out in that much detail. But what they had said was like, yeah, if you just kind of accept where you are, there will be a lot more flow in this area of your life. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm shooting myself in the fucking foot a lot, aren't I? You know, that kind of thing. Yo, (laughs) you're my twin, but like, actually though, (laughs) because that session I did last week, same thing, same exact fucking message in its own texture. And it was like, 
Ho, 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 three, three, three. This was meant to be. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Do the amount of threes you just did. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I just I was... sprouted a third fucking hemisphere on my brain. That is what I do. But actually, when you're saying that earlier, you do, you say something three times. I say it three times in three rounds. So mm. I actually really do hammer out that three, three, three consecutively. I really should do that. Yeah. It, it helps me really get into a deeper state of it. And it, it feels a lot more complete to me when I'm, when I do that. So, uh, FYI. <laughs> Fui. Fui. That's a funny <laughs> anyways uh what i was saying was i i got the same message and it was it was for me i have this thing where i'm like yeah i'll be happy when i'm moved away i'll be happy when i'm living i'll be living when i'm like successful in business fully and doing all this stuff i'll be happy when 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 when, when. yeah exactly right (laughs) i can feel actually my heart right now as i'm saying that it hurts and that's been my work uh the last few weeks like you know i'm i'm good right now i'm perfect as i am i'm perfect where i am and i am fully loving of that i embrace it and my question in this reading was like all right so like you know, we've talked about this 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 subject in different ways. I'm like, you know, this is egoic, but I just have to ask, like, you know, things are gonna fall in place right now this year for, for business. And then like it was my guide who finally hopped in for this question rather yeah. than this person's channel. And basically it was like that the, basically you gotta be good where you're at right now, or else it's not gonna happen. When you can fully accept that is when is what creates the ability for these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, word. I hear you. Okay. I'm doing this work now. Even more. I'm turning it up. I was doing this, but now I'm really going to do it. Okay. 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 Uh, what you were Mine's- saying on that, I was just like, I'm going to caress your face, you beautiful fucking bastard. I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's funny, man. That's something. Caress me guide, down. So. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's that. that loving sound. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Like one of the first things that my guides said essentially in this reading was like they, they they did it through Colin and Colin was like, I'm not smart enough for the way that they're described. <laughs> you just fucking said it, but I'm like, yeah, you are, man. You described it just fine. So it was like, they were, they were showing him like this really complex graph, I guess. Um, and basically with like an equation underneath it, that like represented the graph. And I, I get how he would fucking hate this. He's like, God damn it, man. Like, get less scientific guides. And it's like, they're like, you're trying to plug in different values in the variables and it's just not going to add up. Like you're just trying to force things by plugging different values. Well, maybe if I try this instead of this, maybe if I do that instead of that, very scientific about it. Right. Um, And it's like, you're never going to balance out both sides of the equal sign by doing it. You just need to learn to accept where you are and what you're doing. So same Z's bro. That was one of the things that I had shared with you when I was going through Gene Keys. Like, Gene Keys. One of my keys basically was saying, like, it's just not a good place for you to be in your mind. And that's where I've lived my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's where so much I'd realized so much of my work the past, past few years, I've been learning to really come into body and come into heart. And that is what I've come into is really like my heart. That, that's my greatest gift. And I'm just so conscious and intentional about opening up my heart more and more. And now that's 
I was just thinking that dude. I was just thinking that the other day (laughs) um, when I was on that hike and I was, I was going to talk about this hike anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember I was telling you about it and uh, it was ultimately a fucking amazing experience, but like I had a few moments that were a big bummer for me and I was like messaging you about it. And I remember like the first one that happened, I was like walking and I was just like, you know, fuming over it in my own little way. I was pouting. And one of the things that I realized is soul laughs at me (laughs) a lot of the time. What will happen is like, I will have a realization uh, or I'll listen or I'll have a realization that like is existing at a soul level and I'll just start cracking up. And it's like the smallest thing. So I was sitting there, I was like mauling this thing over and I was like, oh yeah. I was like, oh, the problems that I'm thinking about it and not just being here. And then I just started cracking up in the middle of the forest. I look like a fucking madman. And that happened probably like three or four times where I'd be walking around and I'd have some realization and I would just start beaming. I'd just be like smiling at a tree. It looked like I was high as fuck. (laughs) I'm sure. Dude, the amount of times that has happened recently, especially in the past month, I'll call this my authentic self when my authentic self begins to laugh at my ego and I just start smirking mm-hmm. and chuckling. I'm like, you like, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you chuckle fuck. <laughs> Go have some chocolate fucking milk instead. Oh, Ooh. shit. Shake that ass. Move it like a gypsy. Yo, you who all day. Just say it up. Dude, we used to build you who towers when I was a kid. We would Did like, you? we would, yeah, we would system link our Xboxes and play Halo um, like eight people, like four to a and screen, and we would system you. pound you who, and we would build these like masterful towers that went from like the table to the ceiling. You're better than us. We pounded like rock stars and oh, when I energy drinks. When I got into middle school, I definitely I remember there was one time I had just broken up with like, or I hadn't broken up with. I got broken up with. Let's be honest, I was a fucking dweeb when I was in middle school. I got broken up with, and I was raging. And I remember I was like also raging hormones, raging hormones. I remember with my, uh, with my long flowing blonde hair and this little like emo sweater that I had on, I pounded like two Red Bulls. And then I just went and started smashing rocks. (laughs) I just took two of my friends with me. I'm like, I'm going to go rage today. And they were like, okay. And they just like followed me around and I just smashed rocks for like hours. I think about that and I'm like, what a productive use of my time. <laughs> and they done that. Even as a grown-ass adult, there was a time where I punched a hole in a wall in the frat in college when I was just like drunk and angry. Oh, so, really? But yeah. I, when you were saying that story, I immediately started thinking about you as like middle school Legolas with an arrow. And you just like <laughs> rolled off the trunk of the elephant and jumped up and shot the bow and your hair was all flowy and pretty. If only I, like, I could oh, have Damn, been, Zach. If I could have been one six hundredth as cool as Legolas in middle yeah. school would have been a different story, I'm sure. But then um, you got angry and turned into Gimli and you started throwing rocks and kicking rocks. So <laughs> with no neck. Look how much you um, shine naturally before you get angry and become Gimli. Jeez. Yeah, geez, bro. Did you have a random, random fucking thing though? <laughs> this is because of TikTok. Somehow I found out there was a group of women out there that think Gimli is the hottest one out of all all the ring bears and And i was like those two there is somebody for everybody out there listen up everybody if you think that you're not good enough fucking gimli can get it you know what i mean like you are loved you are loved be patient so just had to share that (laughs) (laughs) 
Is there uh, anything else that you wanted to share here? I think you're going with something somewhere. All I got left to say is uh, don't tell the elf. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell the elf. I was going to say something. I I do got to go here in a sec. But what I was going to say is that you talked about like punching a hole in the wall and like the frat. And I feel like most men at some point or most boys, I guess, at some point in their boyhood, um, if they don't grow out of their boyhood, they keep doing it. Most men at some point punch holes in walls or like punch a wall or punch something that's inanimate to get their rage out. And just because they don't know how to like live with their frustration, you know, they just feel so hurt. And it's the only like socially acceptable way for them to get it out. We talk about shadow and light. I see that in two different expressions too. Of course, I'm going to go very Neil here. Like there is the shadow expression of this thing where you get angry and you fucking just piss punch this hole in the wall. But what that is actually showing too is a natural part of the masculine energy of this desire to exert and express this power and this self into the world. So what other way can we actually do this? Especially the man who is not connected to emotions or these things than to actually physically press your power through an object, (laughs) which is why we love doing those things in the first place anyways, too. Like there's something about chopping wood, throwing some cinder blocks going and hitting some fucking PRs at the gym, like whatever. It's Mm -hmm. a natural part of exerting your will into the world. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you you brought it there because I actually meant to bring it into the masculine um, and I just totally fucking dropped the ball. I I butterfingered it at some point. I picked it up Um, and put it through something. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, it's like the, it's the wound, it's the wounded heart of the masculine. It's like that idea. It's like, Oh, I'm, I've never punched a hole in the wall. If I didn't feel like my, my ego was deeply wounded. If I didn't feel like it like completely embarrassed or like ashamed. And I just got angry instead because feeling weak and ashamed was the lat was like made me angrier almost, you know what I mean? With that, right? Like being deeply angry and the mm-hmm. need to express ourselves. A lot of that too, like we were saying earlier, comes from really being in the mind and disconnected from the heart, from the body, yes. from the emotions, from this deeper self. Mm-hmm. I originally wanted to take a moment and guide people into that, but I actually just want to ask a question to that, to do that instead. And it's a theme that you have been hitting on and it's something I'm hitting on as well. Okay. But I'm going to ask it to you as well as to the audience and let this be something you ponder and bring into your ear. What is your heart craving the most at its most deep level of authentic self? What is your heart craving the most? This is a far more, this is, this actually dropped like way more out of the, into the feminine that I expected. It was mm. to be seen and felt. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I can feel that mm-hmm. as you say that. And I can like feel it in you. It's a lot. It was a lot more tender than I was expecting. Yeah. And I think too, right. That's what so many of us need, right? We can't just be men being like, we actually talked about the other day. We're elevating and learning what it means to be men in ways we've lived in old lives and been the stereotypical man. We're learning to behold, to be a better version of that ourselves. Yeah. Bro, I'm anything but that in this life. (laughs) Yeah. And it comes through our feminine, right? Like I've had to learn to do that through feeling. I've had to learn that through creative outlets, through 
painting, poetry, movement, dancing, all things like things that I feel like my greatest gifts actually come from feminine expression, things that are yeah. more innately feminine. Yeah. So I've never been more miserable in my life than when I was rejecting my feminine. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. How about that? I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Heart hug. Heart hug. Heart hug. Heart hug. Heart love. And our heart hug and heart love to the audience. Heart bruv. All right. <laughs> All right. Any uh, last words you want to give him? Heart bruv? Uh, no, man. We just rambled. Um, yeah, my brain is mush at this point. I'm going to go hit some fucking deadlifts right now. PRs. PRs. PRs for days. PRs on the bars. Let's do it. <laughs>